0: I got a question from a listener that said, the biggest mountain bike race I've done is 125 kilometers. I'm keen to step things up, but I don't have a heap of time to commit to training. Silly, I know. Do you have any tips? Well, what I wanted to do is just talk about um, my personal experience with this, because I was probably in a very similar situation. I had done a, a bit of mountain bike racing around that mark, somewhere between you know the the 50 to 150 kilometres, a couple of 12 hours, but nothing too massive. And then I decided to sign up for the Great Southern Brevet and also the tour of Artieroa. These were a few years apart. So the first one of these events was the Great Southern Brevet that I started training for. This was 1,100 kilometers, self-supported on a mountain bike. Um, It sort of coincided with the birth of my first child, Elsie, about eight months before this event. So what I really had to focus on was a change in my training approach to make sure I was able to maximize my performance on the day. The other event that I've done um, is the Tour of Aotearoa, which is 3,000 kilometers from Cape Reinga at the top of New Zealand, all the way down to Bluff at the bottom, so the length of the country. This, like I said, 3,000 kilometers on a mountain bike, again, self-supported. And by this stage of my uh, life, I had now two children, uh, again, trying to train with those young ones in the house. So how did I do it? Well... You don't need a lot of time to train and prepare for these long distance events if you are smart and use some clever tricks. So what I wanted to do today was share some of those with you. So I'm not exactly sure how much you're gonna step things up with your you know, your racing distances, but I went from about 100, 150K races all the way up to 1,100 kilometer. Events So I was doing this on quite limited time um, with my training because I was juggling, obviously, coaching, day-to-day running of my coaching business and also family life as not just a dad but a part-time stay-at-home dad. Um, And with these other commitments that I had as well, it was a bit of a juggle but definitely one that I was keen to embrace. On the start line of the great southern brevet i was talking to a lot of people about the training that they had done and there were stories of you know epic training rides multiple days uh, huge training weeks and to be honest over the nine weeks leading in to the great southern brevet in 2014 my average sorry my longest training ride was just over four hours and in fact my weekly training volume on average for the past nine weeks clocked in at five and a half hours on average so how did i prepare myself with in such short amount of time well what i did is i looked at the events that i was going to train for and i identified four key factors that i thought would give me the best return for my time investment these were metabolic efficiency, strength endurance, uh, training specificity, and anaerobic threshold. So I'll go through each one of those now. So metabolic efficiency for ultra endurance athletes, this is the cornerstone of your performance. If you can become very efficient at burning fat as a fuel and burn a higher proportion of fat to carbohydrate at higher workloads, when you ride, you're going to be able to ride for longer. This is is your endurance. Now traditionally this is developed in training plans using long, you know, slow distance training, which works well but obviously takes up a lot of time. So to reduce the amounts of time required to get the desired gains, what I did is I used a lot of muscle glycogen manipulation training or nutrient deprivation training methods. And I've talked briefly about these in our last podcast and I mentioned them um, just before in lessons from the lab about training the gut and how that these don't want to be done just solely on their own. But the general idea is to go out in a fasted state and that improves your body's ability to metabolize fat as a fuel. It also triggers the switch for a number of changes in your metabolism and the the stimulation for more mitochondria to be produced so that you're able to metabolize more fat as a fuel. So sessions uh, that I did would be going out for a long ride before breakfast and without eating anything during the ride. And that way I was putting a large metabolic stress on my body. And I wouldn't have to ride for hours on end because I could get the training adaptations required in a smaller amount of time. The body uh, triggers these adaptations to happen when it gets low on energy. So if I was one, starting low on energy, and then two, driving it lower without refueling, the depletion happened faster, but I'd still get the adaptation that I was after without having to put in lots and lots of training. The second uh, key area that I worked on was my strength endurance. I, you know, expected the course would have a lot of climbing in it, and it did. Uh, It came in at around about 14,000 meters of climbing over that 1,100 kilometers. And I knew this was going to be amplified by the added weight of my loaded bike and gear, which links partly into the next one. But what I really focused on was developing my strength endurance. And what that means is, Hills, 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 steep hills, long, gradual hills, short, sharp hills, whatever types of hills, you know, we're going, I was riding them. Once I had all of my gear bags organized, I added those to my bike and I started riding up the hills loaded with the added weight. All about developing that strength endurance. Hills, hills, hills. That's what it's after. I'd never done such a big event such as this before. So I, I, I paid quite close attention to the specific nature required uh, for this event. So I did a lot of my rides with a loaded bike, as I talked about, to get me used to the weight, to the handling of the bike in my riding position. I did quite a lot of my rides early in the morning and late at night. And this was largely just because this allowed me to keep, one, my day free for other commitments, also getting my body clock set to riding at different times of the day because I would ride for 20 hours every day during the event also gave me good practice with my lighting system and also it was when well hopefully everyone was sleeping in my family as well I'd get up and ride before the kids woke up most of the time but sometimes with a newborn you can't dip, uh, you know you can't predict when they're going to wake up or go out in the evening after they went to bed. And this is one aspect that I really felt helped and paid off greatly was this specificity. And the final thing I really focused on was uh, my anaerobic threshold. And while this may seem a little bit strange to pay attention to your anaerobic threshold for an ultra-endurance event, what I really knew was that A high anaerobic threshold is the primary predictor of endurance performance. And this is because when you ride any given distance or time, you will ride at a certain percentage of your anaerobic threshold power. The longer the event is, the lower this percentage is. However, the higher your anaerobic threshold is, the higher the absolute power or speed beat will be at any given percentage. So if you have a high anaerobic threshold, you're naturally going to ride faster at any given speed to someone with a lower anaerobic threshold. Training your anaerobic threshold is relatively easy. Not easy because it's very hard, hard work, but it is easy to do because the sessions are quite short. It gives you a really good bang for your buck in terms of your training time. So if you are pushed for time, hitting your anaerobic threshold is a very very effective way of training so there you have it I participated in two of my longest events when I was the most busiest or had the least amount of time to commit to my training and that's how I really did it for the tour of Aotearoa it was a very very similar approach I added in some you know some longer overnight sessions in there but not as many as you would think so that's my tips that's the lesson from life this week I hope that helps you get into some bigger or longer mountain bike events even though you don't have as much time to commit to training find the time be smart with your training get out there and get into it